Hello, and welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And this episode, we're doing something a little different. And since I'm doing something a little different, well, who else to help me run down the road of random tangents away from the regular focus of the podcast than Tim Price? Hey, Tim. Hey, Al. Yes, I think when it comes to doing something different, that's right up my alley. Yeah, that's now, that's kind of my that's kind of my brand, right? Exactly. Now <laughs> it's been a little while since Tim and I have recorded together, and there have been some nasty rumors going about that apparently we did some kind of make ours Marvel type episode. I just want to let everyone know that is completely false. That never happened. You can't go down in the in the you know in the uh, podcatcher or whatever you use to find podcasts and go to episode one seventy two and listen to it. There's also some horrible rumors, apparently, that we did something to Michael Kaiser and John Wilson, like kidnapping them against their will and locking them up in the Tomb of Ideas. I just want to let you know that did not happen. We did not do that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. That, and after are are you did, sure this wasn't the Earth 3, uh, no. Al and Tim? It's just vicious rumors. But we did not okay, do that. All right. All right. And after we did do that. Yeah. We let them go. So I also want to say that. Yeah. After we after we did not do that, we definitely let them go because we didn't do that. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah. Were you on the forensics thought. team in school by any chance? Because yeah, I think it, there's that. That's a that's some, you know, top notch logic right there. Yeah. No, that that is a horror. That is a horrible, vicious rumor that might be, tr- you know, rumor that they were, you know, and it was just a horrible accident that was done maliciously. And the anything less, otherwise, the less said about the better. I think that's just the, the real point is that the less said, the better. And exactly. I think we're we're already there. Especially so, since yeah, they yeah, more yeah. litigious than the fire and water guys. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So definitely, definitely uh, do not check out that episode 172. Def- no. Don't don't do it. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And it was it not is. and it was not lots of fun to do either. No, it that was episode not, that definitely. we didn't do. It was definitely not lots of fun. No, it was not because it didn't exist. Exactly. But this does. This is a fully sanctioned podcast thing. This is part of JLMA 2023. Oh, we're official. Awesome. I know how that happened. Somebody fell asleep. The, I guess the paperwork got through in time. <laughs> Somebody doesn't check for forgeries. <laughs> hey. I'll have you know that my notary symbol is perfectly legit and it has never been used for evil. And, and, and it's not just something that I just uh, made at home with a 3D printer. Not at all. That not is completely, all. exactly, wink. <laughs> but yes, JL May. So hopefully you've been checking out some of the other ones bef- you know, before. Just so you know, by the way, if you want to go, the the uh, the show covering issue, uh, the issue before we're covering is Longbox Crusade. So go look for whatever is the most recent episode of them, and you're going to find the issue before ours. And speaking of the issue, we should probably say what series we're covering. That's a we, novel idea. Why don't, I know. We, why don't we do that? So this JLMA, the crossover, is focusing on the Brave and the Bold series. Not the original, because that would take way too long. Definitely couldn't do that in a month. But Volume 3, which started off in, like, what, 2007, I believe? Uh, yeah, the, sure. Uh, well, this sure, is it's already in, in 2007. Yes. This is it, in July 20, It definitely absolutely 
might have so. started in 2007. So, yes, the one that was started by Mark Wade and George Perez. Yes. And ended off with issue 35, but written by J. Michael Straczynski. And we are covering issue 13, which features Batman and the Golden Age Flash. What the heck? I know. What a great team up. Oh, what a great what a great comp uh, concept for characters to be paired up. Yeah. So we're going to drop in a synopsis in just a moment. Just in case you want to have you came to this and you go, oh, I want to hear the other ones. I'm going to have links for whatever is out so far in the show notes. So you can go find out the earlier parts there, hopefully. And then hopefully, you know, even if I don't have all of them, all of them weren't up yet, hopefully at least enough of them are that you can use those to follow your way along to get back to us. All right. We'll be here waiting when you're ready. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. You think so? I think so. All right. Here's the synopsis and we'll be right back. Brave and the Bold, number 13. Cover art, Jerry Ordway, Tanya Horry, and Richard Horry. Editor, Joey Cavallari with Stephanie Busima. Cover dated July 2008. On sale date, May 21st, 2008. With a cover price of $2.99. You can find this reprinted in Brave and the Bold, Volume 3, Demons and Dragons Hardcover from 2009. Brave and the Bold, Volume 3, Demons and Dragons Trade Paperback from 2010, and digitally on DC Infinite app and other digital comic sites. The Penguin plans to use some old battle robots called Samuroids, developed by T.O. Morrow years ago, to sell his weapons. However, a necessary component is only available through Wayne Enterprises, and Bruce Wayne refuses to sell. The Penguin sends the Samuroids to kill Wayne, but his plans are foiled by Batman and the Golden Age Flash. Just when you thought it was safe to hear a podcast promo. JL made you do 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 brave and bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. JL made you do 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 brave and bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. JL mate do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL mate the annual podcast crossover event celebrating the Justice League is back and we're covering the 2007 Brave and the Bold series that started with Mark Wade and George freaking Perez and ended with J. Michael Straczynski. Throughout the month of May, participating podcasts will release special episodes on issues in the run. It all kicks off in the Overlook Dark Knight podcast. Follow the event on social media using the hashtag JLMay2023. Coming this May. JLMay, do 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 do, brave and the bold, do 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 do, comic book, do 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 do, Mephisto. Hey, that it? Is that what you want? Things I do for this show. After these messages, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. Brave and the Bold, number 13. Written by Mark Wade, pencils Jerry Ordway, inkers Scott Koblish and Bob McLeod, colorist Rob Schwager, letterer Rob Lay, editor Stephanie Busima and Joey Cavallari. And I don't know why I'm saying this because I would have said that in the synopsis. 
because you're just an overachiever. Uh, you know what? You know, you know, you just want you want to make sure everything's everything's done according to Hoyle. You're gonna just uh, now, go for now, it. Now I'm not gonna do it in the synopsis. So there. Well, I was gonna say that the synopsis was amazing. So you know, minus the I, credits. Not, I, yeah, that was the only thing I was gonna give you a note on was that you know the credits could have been a little bit better. But you know, aside from that, it's amazing. Cover. Batman being held aloft by his cape because there's a sword through it being held by this giant samurai looking guy while the flash comes running up behind him. That is so cool. Oh, yeah. It's a really great cover. I mean, yeah. the, the samurai on it, he's got a lot of golden armor on, but then he's got this dark navy blue tunic that he's wearing under it, covering his arms and his legs. And there's glowing eyes from the helmet so it's like yeah yeah and it's like holding batman's cape up with the sword holding it up is like that doesn't really work necessarily that well but i don't care it looks cool it looks looks cool batman looks unconscious that's a big deal that doesn't happen for batman much in the modern era and there's jay garrick running behind looking like oh no (laughs) And wait, which Batman are you? And there's paper in his slipstream because he always catches paper in his slipstream. Yeah. No matter where he goes. Well, he he could be running across the desert and there'd be paper caught up in his slipstream. Well, particularly if he's running in Gotham. I have a, I I kind of feel like Gotham should be particularly dirty and have a lot of paper all over. You know, that's a fair point. I, I think you're right. The, the trash collection in Gotham could use some work. And American Samoroids. <laughs> and actually, based on what you said, <laughs> we, we start the story based on something you kind of said just now. We said this doesn't happen to Batman often. And <laughs> he even talks that even happens the first thing when the Samoroid almost catches him. He's like, what he's to say? Remarkable. No attackers come that close to surprising me in a while. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. And then he, when he kicks it in the face, and I still don't know whether Batman kicked its head off or Jay took its head off. Yeah, that's a funny thing is that when I first read it, it definitely made me feel more like that he that he kicked the head off. But from Batman's inner dialogue, it's he was surprised. Oh, yeah, it's I like, guess it no, looks like he didn't hit it. He didn't connect. Yeah. And there's the sound effect of vip. When his foot is over the head. And like, there's all the vips as it's falling apart. Right. Now, this samurai also is very different because this almost looks like um, a super adaptoid. Kind yeah. Of thing. Actually, it looks like With, a, in his, where it's all gray. Yeah. You went away for a second there, so I'm not sure if you said this or not, but just in case you didn't. Yeah, it looks like a super adaptoid hmm. with Rom's head. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his Cyclops visor eyes. Yeah. But yeah, everything goes dip, dip, dip because Jay Garrick just took it apart piece by piece. <laughs> With a wrench. <laughs> I, I love how Batman, I love Batman's dialogue in here. It's like disassembling at the hands of someone quick enough to be invisible. Clark, Diana, or someone completely unexpected. <laughs> right. <laughs> It, it it is great, you know, first off that he's, you know, going through the list of who it likely could be. And it's like, yeah, he's dealt with this before. 
it's yeah that he, he's he's used to this kind of thing happening but he still wasn't prepared for it ex- but he still was like and he still could be surprised i like that yeah yeah no i like i like how they do batman here it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. but he's right. not perfect yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely i i didn't realize this is the team up i wanted when i read this issue Mm-hmm. I mean, the two of them together, it's such a great team up because it seems like it should not work because Jay generally, they usually use Jay in the Flash. So he's usually with the other Flashes or with the JSA mm-hmm. altogether, not single with Batman. Yeah. And that's the thing is um, Batman himself also has teamed up plenty with Barry Allen and perhaps not so much with Wally West, even, you know, either as Kid Flash or as the flash himself. It's, he's been in team books with him, but not really teamed up with him too much on his own. No. Uh, so it's like, yeah, Barry's usually his friend in that regard. And they, they do come across as friends oftentimes. Um, yeah. They're, they're both like that. They both have that smart kind of brain and a little bit of, um, um, uh, introverts. They're kind of like introverts in their own way, even though, you know, Batman puts on an act as, as Bruce Wayne, he puts on an act, but, yeah. He really wants to be an introvert. And I like in here, Mark Wade remembers that Jake Garrick is a scientist. Mm-hmm. He's not just right. a speedster. That's one thing that all of the flashes to varying degrees have in common is them being science smart. They all have that very much in common. I And yeah, when I read this issue, not, not, not to jump too far ahead, but just because we've kind of gone down this path already, um, I really like the dynamic between these two it and it's mostly because batman comes across as such a nice guy and liking jay garrick yeah he really legitimately likes him and 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 looks up to him he well he respects him actually he's somebody he's Mm -hmm. not an unknown quantity i mean Mm -hmm. Considering the way, for the most part, usually most versions of the of uh, DC after you know post Crisis on Infinite Earths, Batman is usually one of the, you know it's generally one of the first ones to show up. So mm-hmm. everyone right. is either a contemporary of his, like Superman and mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, depending on which version it is. <laughs> of, right. Of yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or started after him. So they're all either looked on looked at as either. As good as me, no better, or about as good mm-hmm. as me, or less than, because I've been doing this longer. So this is somebody who's been doing it well for much longer than he was alive. But so he you know, has even taking the next him. level, taking that at next level is that, I mean, we'll see in the dialogue in the story where they'll talk about that Batman says he respects him. Yes. But there's other subtle hints, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it's not really there that I get a, a sense the way that Mark Wade writes him, that Batman is not saying like begrudgingly, I may not like him, but I respect him. It's like, no, it's, it's more like, gosh, chum, you are, I, I love being teamed up with you. It's great to see a friendly face here. I respect you. It's a, it's happy Batman and yeah. Batman wanting Jay Garrick's approval without really coming out and saying it. It's well, it. There's a there's a thing there. We'll get into that more in the story too. But we're talking about leaving a legacy and mentoring and stuff like that. It's like it's unsaid, but it's like 
to a degree, Batman comes across as someone who is a fan of Jay Garrick, even if he doesn't necessarily acknowledge, realize that he is himself. Well, also, it helps. I mean, in this era, especially Jay Garrick and Alan to a lesser extent, but because he didn't have a he didn't really appear in anyone's solo book a lot because at least Jay appeared in The Flash a lot. So he had a lot right. more solo, yeah. you know, more closer to solo time than Alan, who had usually just, you know, the JSA appearances mm-hmm. is basically right. like the world's coolest grandpa. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, oh, think yeah. about it. Yeah. They're like the world's coolest grandpa, him and Alan to a lesser extent. Ted is the world's crankiest grandpa. <laughs> and it, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that like Black Canary, let's say, that gets, you know, dies off earlier on. Yeah. Or right. we only had a brief period, a couple of years where uh, Wonder Woman's mom was part of it because we don't have the mm-hmm. world's coolest grandma. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would be a nice thing, too, to have, especially if you want to team them up with mm-hmm. one of the female heroes like Wonder Woman herself or the Black Canary or Huntress or somebody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and like I read the Golden Age All-Star Comics last year, uh, at least as many of them as were on the DCU app. Um, the number of times that Batman is in that original JSA series is very small. Oh, it's yeah. Him very... and Superman barely only appear like what, two or three, two times, maybe there's like maybe three. there's like there's like two issues where they actually have relevant stories relevant contributions to the story and then there's like a couple others where there's just cameos so and the whole rest of the, of the series are like 50 something issues no superman and batman we don't even really have much there's not a whole lot of history between golden age batman and golden age flash any to draw on either no most of that would be probably from like all-star squadron yeah exactly and it's and, or it's like subtext in the 70s restart oh, of all-star yeah. comics yeah the revival in that uh, and occasionally with the jla jsa crossovers you know appearance here of them both being in the same book at the same time but not a whole lot of history between the two of them so it's kind of you know this kind of uh, a, a chance to see like you know how does jay garrick work with a flash i'm sorry how does jay garrick work with a batman you know any batman it's like this is just a chance to see that so that's yeah. kind of nifty and of course, Mark Wade is no stranger to writing Jay Garrick because he did a big deal of pulling him into uh, mm-hmm. Wally West's Flash run as soon as he could. Yeah, which yeah. was kind of interesting happenstance. I mean, uh, Jay Garrick and the rest of the JSA were in limbo for the beginning of Wally's era, and then when Mark Wade came on, it's like he, the JSA, just happened to be brought back to the uh, out of limbo at the same time as mark's start on that series and he couldn't bring him in fast enough yeah which is why it's hilarious that it's like for everything else you people say about it, it's like thank god for armageddon inferno exactly <laughs> that's the you know at least has something good you can say about it yeah <laughs> some series don't have anything you can say good about it that has that going for it did you watch the animated series batman the brave and the bold yes i did i remember there was a a jay garrick appearance in that series too yeah, I don't remember it very well. I have to go back and rewatch it. But mm-hmm. I do remember he did appear at least once. The JSA did appear. Yeah, I think uh, Jay was also was definitely in like one of the what would you call it? like the teaser at the beginning okay, yeah. of the episode. He had had, had a, a team up there. And it was it was great. It was just great. And it's great to visually. I mean, it's great visually seeing the two of them together. Um, 
but that and that's actually going to be close to this series because the, that cartoon started in 2008. That's true. So, yes, yeah, about yeah. So it's yeah, it's interesting. I don't think that was, but I don't think that was necessarily pulled off of this comic. And I don't, and I definitely think the, the TV episode would have been after this comic. But just just interesting of all the you know of all the flashes to pull in to that uh, TV show, you know they pull in Jay, and then we have the same thing here. It's like you know. Mark Wade going like, yeah, I'm not going to get you a flash you're not expecting with Batman. And I love and, it. Yeah. I love and it. speaking of that team up, it's kind of interesting because Mark Wade does the same thing with the villains. We have an interesting villain mm-hmm. team up. One you don't True. expect normally. It's the Penguin and Tio Morrow. Yes. It's definitely the 52 version of Tio Morrow. Mm. Wearing his Hawaiian right. shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Oolong Island Tio Morrow. Yeah, because I mean, the whole reason Jay's involved in this is the fact that they killed his, you know, his friend was killed. That's the burner right. that Batman's investigating when he gets attacked by the robot. Mm-hmm. And Morrow had him killed, and he says, you know, even says here, I regret, I regret, I'll never have the chance to discuss futurism with a man over a mai tai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he's still murdering people. It's yeah. not like he's harmless. But he's still kind of the fun, kind of twisted eccentric that they had him be in 52, where, like, you can see why Doc Magnus would talk to him. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a like, good call really... out because, yeah, you're exactly right. That's exactly what this is pulling from. Mm-hmm. But he's still, you know, he's still going to kill people. It's like, but the guy, stu- you know, was, he, was mm-hmm. says, he was being stupidly stubborn about sharing his refined electrobacteria. And selfishness is so yesterday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And speaking of animated series... I was thinking of the Batman animated series when I was reading this because they're talking about how basically Penguin bought this warehouse or got this warehouse from the Riddler as part of a debt and it was filled with samuroids. So he called Morrow in to appraise them and Morrow's like, I made these. They actually were used before in, hold on, bring it up, the Flash, the uh, Barry Allen series, number 180 from June of 1968. That's where they showed up. Oh, Nice job. That, that's what he's referencing. Mm-hmm. Although here it says, now I don't know which one's right because I don't actually have the book in front of me. But here mm. in this issue, he says uh, he designed them. Let's say Morrow says, I designed them years ago for a low paying warlord named Black Talon. Uh, hmm. Here in the in the synopsis, they talk about. Where is it? Let's see. What, the Black. Uh, I see Black Katana. And hmm. uh, or Baron Katana and Black. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Has he, uh, or Black Heron. So I'm hmm. not sure which one's right. But then again, Morrow Mar- might have had too many Mai Tais. So that's the no prize. <laughs> it's right. like Talon, Heron, I don't know. Something to do with a bird. Right. Well, I, and also they have that. For me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And also, you know, first off, there's loosey goosey continuity from sometimes from the Silver Age anyway. Maybe uh, maybe the character changed names and, you know, and, uh, you know, just you couldn't agree on a single name. Uh, plus, Mark Wade might have been like, yeah, Crisis changed it. He's a different name now. Yeah. I like this name better. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. But the point yeah. is, and the re- my point for the reason about talking about Batman the series is that they need certain things from Wayne Enterprises, which won't sell it mm. to Penguin's, quote unquote, legitimate business. 
And right. Like, so, and he tells them legitimate. So, yeah, because they want to use them to <laughs> basically kind of as like a private army in certain places in the Middle East to basically guard oil mm-hmm. and get all that money for it from it. And Marl says, well, Bruce Wayne won't sell, then just eliminate him. He's like, I've been trying. And we see how like he had a hitman set up, ready to shoot him. And, you know, Bruce Wayne was golfing and Bruce Wayne screwed up his slight, he screwed up his shot and it happened to hit the guy in the head with the golf ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> Thursday had another tip made. Charity ball, poison. What were the odds that an underage boy wonder would crash the party? And all I'm thinking of <laughs> is that later episode when Batman's missing and Robin, the Tim Drake Robin, calls in Superman. And Superman mm-hmm. is dressed as Batman and fights Bane. And oh. <laughs> and Bane all thinks right. he's fighting Batman, but it's Superman. Mm-hmm. Right. So he takes him out, like, you know, he ends up throwing this huge thing on him, and they think Batman's crushed, and Batman just picks it up, and Robin's like, he's been working out. <laughs> and he just throws it, and beats the hell out of him, and the Mad Hatter, the Riddler, like, super speed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking oh, that's that, like, fun. it's like a similar thing, it's like, they don't know, they think they're dealing with one person, but mm, they're dealing right, with somebody, right. they don't know who they're dealing with, so, you know, in the cartoon, they thought they were dealing with Batman, it was Superman. Here, they think they're dealing with mm-hmm. just some rich, you know, rich fop, as he calls him, but it's Batman. Yes. Yeah, for those of you who are reading it on the digitals, it's on page nine of the DCU app, uh, and the sequence there is so great, and they actually do a, a fun thing with it being sort of flashbacky, so they do the colors as, like, this orange to brown like a sepia yeah so that really is fun to just call that out but yeah it's bruce wayne and batman you know batman is really like doing his inversion of drunken monkey sort of technique things here you know it's like he 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 looks like he's doing things by accident but it's like oh no no it's not by accident at all (laughs) so uh, yeah yeah it's, no. This would not be the first time that we've had a that a story has been done where Bruce Wayne clutzily gets himself out of trouble, <laughs> and I always it's always great. It's been a while since we've seen it, and I, yeah. I'm glad to see that uh, you know Mark Wade resurrecting <laughs> that idea because it's, so it's always fun. great. The guy the guy's golfing. Woof! Quite a wicked slice there, oh boy. Which iron is this again? That's a driver, Wayne. Some athlete you are. <laughs> it's like, you don't know. Fool doesn't know what he's doing. That's right. In this era, also, you'd be kind of going, does Bruce actually have time to go golfing? I thought he was Batman all the time and just like Bruce Wayne an hour a day. He's like, no, no, this is this is Bruce Wayne doing more stuff. Oh, maybe that's doing the Bruce hour Wayne things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like seeing Bruce Wayne doing Bruce Wayne things. I don't. I don't really like the I'm wasting time when I'm not Batman kind of take on him. It's like, no, no, let him let him do his life things out there and be, you know, let Bruce Wayne get things done too. There's things that Bruce Wayne can do that Batman can't. And I like it seeing happening. Yeah. Um, Plus it's, it's a good way to get information in a different way. Exactly. Working different sources and keeping contacts and stuff like that. Yeah. And in a different way, they don't know they're giving information to Batman. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you know, also like the Wayne Foundation has lots of things that it tries to do to help people. So it's like, you know, you got to keep the foundation doing good things. Again, Bruce Wayne seemingly being clueless still gets those things done and people don't realize that that <laughs> what he's what he's accomplished. Then we jump back, jump to the Batcave now. Mm-hmm. Where obviously Batman knows, you know, Bruce, um, 
Jay knows who Batman is, obviously, because, well, he takes his mask off. Right. No hesitation. No, yeah. no qualifying it. Just like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking my back. I'm taking my mask off. It's and, Jay. Yeah. And it's also good. Why they wouldn't use, I? They use the flashback in two ways, because the one, the flashback is the penguin telling Morrow how he tried to kill Bruce Wayne. And basically, when we come back to Batman and Flash, Batman, basically, Batman just finished telling Flash his side of the story. <laughs> That, you know, someone's been trying to kill, yes. so the, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Wayne. Right. Yes. So, yeah. It all feeds into each other. So now he has Jay there. So it's like, this is a good way to, you know, we can draw them out without having to worry about civilians being cro- caught in the crossfire. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. It's it's a it's all it's told so well. You know, it's just told so well. I love and seeing them talk to each other. And as you said, the transition from the flashback into this works so well. Yeah, because they're um, both talking about it, so it's perfect. It's a mm-hmm. perfect transition. So, like I said, yeah. this issue was just so well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, oh my yeah, God. it's a, it's a done in one, and Mark Wade can do done in ones really effectively. Yeah, it just I'm not sure what do I want more from this team of Wade and Ordway. Would I want mm. a Brave and the Bold series of the Jay Garrick teaming up of all the younger heroes, or do I want a one of Batman each issue teaming up with a different JSA member? Mm. Interesting. Like either way, both both mm-hmm. just sounds fun. Well, you know, I w- I was gonna say that when I thought about it here too, is that they would never do it anyway. I which is I, I know it would never happen, but this sells me on a Jay Garrick solo series. The Justice League wouldn't help him, so Batman formed a new team. These people of power are all looking for something. Be it their past, or a purpose, or simply somewhere to fit in. These are the heroes for a troubled age. They are the Outsiders. We are the Outsiders! Covering Mike W. Barr's 1983 series from the very beginning, as they face villains no other team can, like Agent Orange, the Force of July, and the Nuclear Family. (laughs) Puns. This is The Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast. Look for us with The Huntress Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Or listen at our website, thehuntresspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at Bat Outcasters. We are the Outcasters because to live outside the law, you must be honest. But they would never do it. But they would never, never make him truly have a solo series. He's always going to be part of the Flash family um, or the JSA. Yeah, the so, best we can hope you know. for is if they ever start doing like an anthology book or a uh, mm-hmm. backups again. Right. But they make him so good in this book. And he's, and, you know, he, and Wade is showing that, yes, Jay can practically carry a book. Yeah. He, he probably could, and he could carry the book. It's like, you know, but it's, it's not, you know, but he's making a good pairing between him and Batman, but Jay still could carry a book. And yeah. it's not going to happen because just, you know. Yeah politics of you know who's the real flash it's like oh come on now there's room for another flash come on yeah now to be fair though 
at least the idea of, Bruce, of Batman teaming up with a different JSA member could work because it's a Batman book. That's absolutely right. So they absolutely. could do that. I'm like, why aren't they doing that? Do that then. Yeah. Now, did you also, I, I like the little um, Easter eggs we have in this page also. Like we oh, have, look, the, in, the, in the trophy room is Jay's talk. Jay's trying to talk yes. to Batman about, you know, you're starting to get a little older. You know, maybe it's time to mm-hmm. start thinking about, you know, letting this go, letting the new kids take over. And Bruce Wayne is just ignoring him completely. Yep. Yep. He's like, let's take the stairs. You know, Jay's trying to be serious talking. He's like, if you're hungry, I can check to see what Alfred left in the oven. <laughs> but yeah, yeah subtly, have, uh, subtly changing the subject. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We have like the mass of like the fox and the crow and like the fox and whatever those the terrible trio. The, yes, the terrible trio: the fox, the shark, and the hawk. That's or, it. Or falcon. Yeah. I don't think I've read and, a comic with them. I think I just know them from the animated series. I yeah, I, I think I definitely remember from the animated series, but I also just like remember them from. Um, oh, they had a a page of coverage in a Batman Family issue. Which basically was like a who's who entry before who's who existed. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then okay. Jay walks by the uh, the classic um, bat costume that Thomas Wayne wore in, from Legend of the... Yeah, Legend of Legend the Batman. Of the Batman? Legend of the yep. Batman, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he has which, that there. Yeah, which is something I read early on in reading comics because I had the little pocketbook mm. version of it. Ooh, nifty. That's a little black and white, like not almost like a smaller than a digest almost or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's bigger than a digest inside because the pages had to be cut up. Yes. Right. 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 I've got some paperbacks like that from when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like, you know, it's funny. It's almost like reading those is almost like reading the guided view on a uh, tablet. Mm. I mean, it doesn't get as big as but it's like reading it on your phone because the panels Mm. were just kind of cut to fit on that page. So you're kind of get it. Instead of like being like a digest where they yeah. just shrimp the whole page. Yeah, they didn't scale it down. They just they just had they they kept the page the panels close to their original size and just put them yeah. on more and just spread them out more pages. That's a good so, call. That's a good call. Yeah. That's exactly what that parallel is more like. And we even have like a little image of him fight a little picture of Batman and Robin fighting the Mad Hatter with his mm-hmm. Mad Hatter's outfit. And then I'm not sure, I guess that's a Robin costume. I mean, I'm not sure who's that supposed to be because I mean wasn't was uh Yeah. Jason back by now, or is that when Jason was dead? Uh, I'm fuzzy. I'm fuzzy on the timeline of that, but definitely it's a Robin costume. I think Jason. Because I mean, it's 2008. Jason came back. back Jason came back adjacent to Blackest Night, didn't he? I thought it was. I have no idea to tell you the truth. So, and this is after Blackest Night. We're already in the era. This this era is uh, concurrent with Brightest Day. So I think that's what it would have been. Yeah. But he still could have had the costume up in his trophy room because, you know, it's it's hard to say if he was really completely aware of Jason's return by this point uh, or just hadn't taken the costume down. He's like, I just wasn't going to take it down. But yeah, those are just nifty little Easter eggs. Yeah, I was trying to look it up, but I can't find it right now. Oh, I was looking at the wrong Brave and the Bold. I was looking at one based on the cartoon series. Oh. <laughs> that came out later. Oh, yeah. Nope, that's another one based on the cartoon series. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So the plan is for Bruce Wayne to basically uh, stand in front of the bulletproof windows and let any would-be assassins know he's here. <laughs> <laughs> While Jay p- 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 uh, patrols the grounds. Because that's a plan. Oh, well, yeah. it works. I mean, hey, the, the samurais show up. Mm-hmm. And Jay tells him to get off the lawn. Which is a funny line. I thought it was a little forced. It's like, no, you don't really, do you really have to over justify that? <laughs> I guess it's like if he was trying to find a quip, it was, a, it was the best quip he could come up with. It's like, ah, it's okay. Well, it's I guess okay. it's also because they, you know, he didn't yell at them for making him. He's like, damn you for making me say this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did say that. It was the quip that he was like, this is the first quip that came to my mind. I can't think of anything else. And darn it, I've got to say it. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Okay, I think, uh, real quick, I think Jason's back by now. Yeah, that would make sense. Because um, I just looked real quick at Mike's Amazing World to see what else was out this cover date. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm looking Batman, at that too. Mm-hmm. The, the Batman series right now is in Batman, during Batman R.I.P. by Morrison. Yeah, right. So yeah. I know Jason was there for Battle, of the Cap, Battle for the Cowl, which came out right after that. So mm-hmm. he had Absolutely. to be back already. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know it, if he'd really come back to the fa- to the fold, the family, or if he was still on the outs with them. But then again, it doesn't matter anyway. No, no. Either the costume is still there based on Jason's death, or maybe it's because it's the original yes. Robin costume, and any you know Tim isn't wearing that now. Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind sure. of retired. It's a retired costume anyway. Yep. Yep. Works for me. But yeah, so they fight the he fights the samurais. Who like the adaptoid, like you mentioned before, adapt to Jay, so they start getting faster. Mm-hmm. Because Jay grabs her swords and starts fighting them. <laughs> I, I right. love also how he remembers how Jay is not just somebody who knows how to run fast and that's it. It's like don't fence with a man who's dueled the sportsmaster boys. That was a nice callback. Yeah. I did that like that touch. He's like, because I don't be- just run and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because between a little bit of skill working uh, of fighting people like that and his speed makes him a very dangerous opponent. Yeah. And his intelligence. Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Because when we get to the end, he's going to save the day, but only partially through super, super speed. Mm-hmm. Mostly right. through his, right. You know, it's just because he's able to do what he needs to do with super speed, but he knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there in a minute. But yeah, he, they all attack. You know, there's like six or seven of them. <laughs> and I love how Batman figures out who's behind it. Mm. You know, Bruce Wayne. It's like, well, either Bruce Wayne earned the respect of his enemy, or it's somebody yeah. who doesn't know the meaning of excess. Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and that it works so well. He knows penguins out there as a continual thing since he's mostly le- he's partly legit. Yeah, this is the iceberg like, uh, era. Yeah, so he he you know he he's a threat he's a threat that doesn't go away anytime soon. Yeah, this one of the penguins basically kind of like the DC version of uh, the kingpin. Mm-hmm. Although I think the kingpin would be a little bit insulted by that comparison. True, but the kingpin would be insulted by anyone being compared to him. That's true. True. He's got. Ego. No, actually, it goes both ways. Actually, now that I think about it, penguin would not want to be compared to that poser. Either. Yeah. So uh, they both have egos. They have. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely have like the same kind of role. 
uh, just different different ways of going about things, different kinds of cover um, and and operations that they perform. Uh, but yeah. But, so they go back down to the back cave. They phase actually they uh, vibrate down to the back cave because too many robots in the way. Because <laughs> Jay is mm-hmm. like I said, Jay figure out how to stop it. He's uh since it's right. this el- electronic bacteria, they're still vulnerable to antibiotics. So mm-hmm. Batman's lab is thankfully equipped enough that he can Jay can do it. Right. Work on it. He just needs a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So Batman right. has to hold him off, and he Batman tells him, "Yes, sir." Jake caught that. I love that whole thing. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The yes, sir. Right there. Right there. See, that's where Batman doesn't just respect Jay. He wants Jay to like him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, Jay. Being that deferential, just out of instinct. I mean, this is a, okay, so here we go. Um, Batman is Bruce Wayne has studied over under innumerable martial arts instructors when he was young. You address your instructor very formally and with respect all the time. I've done martial arts myself. We always was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And even just like informally, yes, sir. You know, always, always he is treating Jay like one of his instructors. And, and basically you, I, I bow to you is what that says. If you take it and that's the kind of Batman's not military. So it's not a yes, sir, military, but it is a yes, sir, martial artist. Oh, see, I took it more as a, like I said before, world's coolest grandpa. When like grandpa or your dad Mm -hmm. tells you something, you're like, yes, sir. It can be both. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Doesn't mean it can't be both, but either way, I love how Jay's looking caught that. He's like, oh, I'm going to comment on this later. You know, (laughs) once you get, once you get in that yes, sir, habit for talking to the the person who's the higher belt than you in class it's amazing how it bleeds out into the real world too with myself that Mm. even even a decade or so later i still can say like yes sir to someone that i want to make sure they know i respect them (laughs) (laughs) even if it's just casually i still can throw it out there when when and i'm not and i'll sometimes do it and it's just subconscious i don't even realize i've done it until after i said the word so anyone who's pod- listening to this, who's podcast with Tim, and he has not said yes, sir, to you once, just so you, you now know you rank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, I think, I think, because I've said to probably everybody, oh, 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 yeah. we won't, we won't, we won't talk about, you know, you and, you and me, Al. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I resemble that remark. I also wanted to point out before we move on, though, that previously that here's the part where I, I'm the thing with, uh, the samurais invade the, the mansion and Jay comes charging in, grabs Bruce and says, doesn't this place have any security? And Bruce says, it's like the white house, but we turned it off to let them in. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, right. Well, it worked. So first off, I love that. Um, yeah. Although just, to be fair, it's like, you want it. It's like, you didn't think you were catching the main villain here. So why turn them off? Why not just have them all be destroyed? Yeah. They still were trying to lure them in. They didn't know where the main villain was going to be involved or true. how the main villain would be involved. No, so, that's yeah. true. They didn't know. For all they yeah. knew, he would show up. Right, right. And then, you know, Jay vibrates himself and Bruce through the floor. And I really like Jay Orway's portrayal of the vibration. And, you know, he makes even Bruce start to look fuzzy for that. So that's a really great job. But also, I got to say, you know, it's something you don't think about very much, but how disconcerting is it to be vibrated through a floor? 
it, Bat, Bruce looks like he is a little like uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing when you're teleported and it's like a blink and it's done. Okay. This is not a blink and it's done. <laughs> and he's not, and Batman is not, uh, you know, still, he's not superhuman. So it's like, I could see him being thrown a little bit by it. And it did. They, they portrayed a little bit. It's like, yeah, this isn't great, but I'm going to get through it because I'm Batman. But so big fight, big fight. Meanwhile, and, Jay and does his science stuff. We hear we hear the the science music going on in the background. The science montage science montage is happening. And, science you know, montage. Science montage. It's gotta have a science montage. And yeah, Jay puts it in the ventilation system of the house and basically puts them all out. Mm-hmm. And then of course does the whole super opens the windows and spins at super speed to make a you know suck the air out. So right now it's all clear. Mm-hmm. Batman did get a scare where he lost his uh, rebreather for his mouth because it would be a poison gas still. Yeah. So yeah. There wasn't time to make it safe for humans, but since they, as he says before, Alfred is away for the evening and Robin's with the Titans. So yeah. we're the only ones here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a problem with making the house poisoned. So no, no. But yeah, he basically, can, but he got it back. Basically. Yeah. You're just, you know, fumigating the house. And then they have to try to follow the trail back to see, you know, to where it started. And Jay already mm-hmm. took care of that. Yes, he did. Batman's not used to this, which I think is, I and I'm glad that he doesn't, you know, get his um, back up about it. He's used to being the one who's got the the ideas and has executed them before the rest of the team can even do something about it. Yeah, and he's with like, the plan no. usually. Yeah, and Jay's on top of it. Because Jay's smart. Well, it's like, the first it. thing that he says when they go when they vibrate down to the Batcave. You know, Jay asks him, "Where's the ventilation system for the house? Why? I have a plan. South wall, put past the mainframe." He's like, "All right, yeah, you have a plan. Yeah. Cool. What? Is, let's do it. Not yeah. even what is even, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh, oh, it's so good. I mean, how many people would? Yeah, he would. Depending on the era, especially maybe current, you know, current, you know, current run now, written by Wade." Superman, possibly mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, and yep. like two or three others. And like, that's, you know, not many other people. He'd be like, okay, you, mm-hmm. you said you had a plan. Good. Let's do it. Exactly. Diana. Yeah. He would, he, Diana, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like, he was, is still want to know what the plan is from just about anybody else. Yeah. You know, for those, those ones he would trust implicitly, but he would still want to know if other people, he would go along with their plan, but he still would want a bit more of a hint of it. That's also is a case of where I would read it. Um, that we could take it as Batman himself is intuiting a, most of the plan without necessarily the, the specifics. Like, ah, you're going to put, you want, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to mix up something to take them out. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. It, well, it also helps that unlike Batman himself, when half the time he has a plan and he only tells you your part, Jay mm-hmm. right away says, this is what my plan is. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Jay knows. I mean, maybe that's why also he's able to do it because not only does he trust Jay for it, but he knows Jay will tell you the plan, mm-hmm. and therefore I will know and you know and will trust me to know exactly how to deal with my part. Exactly, and check out the cool goggles that Jay whips out like at a moment's notice. <laughs> yes. he, he just put together for himself. No problem. Yeah. I just took it. I just put it together. 
get a second downstairs before, to whip those up so you can follow the trail of the chemical signature mm-hmm. back to the uh, hideout. And they show up. And, oh, it's Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> Still in his shirt. Yes. And they blow the place up. Morrow gets away, but that's because he's whole time sh- the whole time shenanigans with him. He keeps getting sucked mm-hmm. into the time stream. Right. I swear, like him, Clock King, and Perdigaton should form a club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although, to be fair, actually, maybe just him and Clock King, because Pertegaton's too much of a Nazi. And I, I think, yeah. I think, this, I think the, t- the other two would still want to form a club just to beat him with it. <laughs> I, I mean, based on the things about Moral, I don't think he would really be down with that. He'd be like, you're kind of too much of a jerk. Right, like, yeah. I'm a slightly well, okay. psychotic, murderous, you know, bad scientist, and I think you're mm-hmm. an ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, okay, so we got Jimmy Morrow, Clock King, and Kronos, and maybe the Lord of Time. I think I think that would be the group. Yeah, although I can see Clock King and Morrow being the ones more for let's beat Perdegaton with a uh, right, 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 a club. But I think, Lord of but I think Time, the rest of them would want to be part of the, the, the that that those four though I think would be the support group. Like, yeah. man, I got pulled out of time again. Oh yeah, that'd be definitely the support group. I'm just talking about the ones who would want to yeah. beat Perdegaton with a club over the head. Mm-hmm. Lord sure. of Time is from too far ahead in the future. I don't think he would really be as offended just because it's so far in the past for him. It's like, sure, oh yeah, sure. It's like us looking at like like Genghis Khan mm-hmm. or Alexander the Great. We're kind of just looking at him as like an ancient historical figure. There's no, you know, no one really has any emotional attachment to what they did. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I Although like I must admit. I'm also still kind of surprised at the whole why he's being pulled into time here, but I because I hadn't um, uh, looked at I, I haven't read it much of of Morrow in this era, so maybe there's another story that really explains what's happening here. Um, but most of his stuff is like usually from him looking into the future for technology to use in the past, using the present. So. I'm used to that being his take, but I don't know where this would have come into all of a sudden now he's got chronal vengeance being dished out upon him randomly. I, that, that's, I'm not quite sure where that comes from, but that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I'm not really sure where that comes from, but I'm going to assume Mark Wade knows what he's talking about with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. If anybody does, it's Mark. I'm, it's not like I'm questioning Mark Wade. I'm absolutely because going to lose that fight. Yeah. <laughs> But they blow up the base, so at least it's all safe. So, yeah, they did arson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you do. It happens. It's a, it's a Thursday night. <laughs> Thursday night in Gotham. Just a little arson. <laughs> and then they get called away because JLA alert and Just Society calling. Yep. Because they have teams and they have work to do. So that's Which okay. is too bad because, as Jay says to Batman, you make a hell of a sidekick. <laughs> which is also a fantastic line this was definitely done in this not done with there's no zaniness oh i mean there's a bit of zaniness but it's not as zany as those old ones mm-hmm. but it definitely does remind me a bit of those old brave and the bold team-up books right right but you know also if you zoom in on that bottom panel uh on the left where they're shaking hands you can clearly see that batman is smiling yeah he is smiling. It's not a huge smile. Of course not. But he's, but he's smiling. He's, ha- he's like, that was nice. I like working with you, Jay. Like, this was fun. 
You come back anytime. Yeah. Oh, this was uh, just such a joy to read. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the yeah, beauty absolutely. of it was it was a one and done. So, I mean, you don't like as much as I still do love the first 12 issues he did. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Wade president. But right. yeah. there's something for something like this where you can just like just read that issue. You don't need to read it anymore. Just the one issue. Yep, absolutely. It's a it's a real treat, real treat to read these. And that's one thing is that um, it does feel like that modern comics, you know, it's almost impossible to get one and dones that actually do anything. So many of them feel like they're just if they if they are one and done, it's like n- nothing of consequence really happens or it's like talking heads. Uh, it, it doesn't really feel like a, a, a superhero story. Yeah. But Mark Wade still can write a one issue. I mean, even today, I mean, him doing Batman Superman World's Finest, he's had one and done issues in that already. Oh, and issue they're six. really great. Mm hmm. The one with, yep. with Dick Grayson in the in the past. Exactly. That's an I mean, awesome one. Technically, that one kind of had some some. Well, uh, I mean, it's it's like it's it, it, re- it was resolving a st- it was resolving a, a plot thread. But you so, know what? But that's it definitely not, was one and done. It works it was either way. I mean, mm-hmm. you can still read as part six of that story, or mm-hmm. you could just. But I mean, you could just read that story and have everything yep. you need right there. Yep. Exactly. And that's the thing. A one and done doesn't have to be completely self-contained. I mean, for no, uh, no, no, of course not. Yeah, for we were just talking about this recently. Ren and I, um, one of the episodes that should be out before this, where we're talking about the early issues of the Silver Surfer series from the late '80s, mm-hmm. and those are all like the first ten issues are telling one story, but pretty much every single one is still a solo issue. You mm-hmm. get a full right. story yeah. for the most part. With like one or two exceptions of like, uh oh, we're trapped by the villains at the end. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's all everything is done at the end. Mm-hmm. But the overarching story is still there. So you can still do a one and done and still do a multi-part story. Oh, absolutely. I mean, subplots are the lifeblood of serialized comic book storytelling. They, you have to have subplots are, are essential. Um, so you you never if you if you're just going to like cut that out completely. It's going to be it's not going to have anything really as much to pull you in month to month. So that's just the nature of the beast there, too. Yeah. But no, absolutely. That's why I, I, I said the same. I read the same thing. I read those issues back in the day. It's been a long time since I reread them. They're really great, too. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not that we talk about uh, all sorts of comics. You know, yeah, it's this. It's, it's a one and done story, but there's a subplot going along. that you're just like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. This keeps keeps things interesting uh, beyond just the punch them up of the just the fight of the month keeps yeah. it out of that. And that's what we were talking about that in that episode. It's like, you know what? There's room for both. You can, If you have a story that has to yeah. be like part one of four or, four or one of six and each one is a chapter, that's fine. Not every story has to be that. Just like not every story, if you have a story like that that you want to do that works like that, you know, not every story will work as a one and done, whether it's on its own or part of a, or part of a longer story. Mm-hmm. There's room for both. Yep, absolutely. That's why, it's a month, mm-hmm. that's why it's monthly, you know? Right. That's why yeah. they come out every month. So you can do that. Now I was kind of I was kind of just wanting to dig into a little bit on on Jay talking about you know having a legacy and mentoring and kind of like it's interesting for Jay to be talking about those things um, like he's finding people to t- carry on for him, but he also very plainly is not backing off himself. 
he's still staying in the mix of things. <laughs> he's yeah. not looking to retire. Well, he it, is somewhat it's retired. Funny, it's funny. I mean, I get you can kind of get the feeling from this that he's like not a fully hundred percent being it. Plus, you know, I mean, he gets very he gets winded early in the first pet when he first shows up. He's a little winded from. Yeah, running right. so fast mm-hmm. to be invisible. But I think also for him, it's the fact of, well, I do have superpowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't. So you yeah. are, your time is going to be more limited than mine. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, like all the ones, I mean, especially in this era, the ones in the JSA who were still there from the original, it's him with the super speed. It's Alan with the ring. And the only reason yeah. Ted's still there is because he has some kind of mystical thing going on that keeps him. But otherwise, mm-hmm. Everyone else, even with the you know Ian Carr cool stuff, still got older. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I mean, can't count on that always. Now, granted, of course, he doesn't realize outside of the universe he's Batman, so he always will be young forever. But <laughs> there is that, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like you know, you're immortal. Like you can't count on those things happening always. So you start being prepared. Yeah, but also, and I do like the sentiment. I mean, they do. He does actually like raise it, and it's a sentiment that they had in some of the JSA issues as well, of them looking out for not just ourselves, uh, just our classic team, but we're looking for the next to be here to help start the next generation as well. So mentorship is very much part of the JSA. So I like that conversation, and I like it also being Mark Wade talking about it so much here to show that. It's really important to Jay, and you believe that it's important to Jay, not just in JSA, but even in the Flash series, that you yeah. can see that, yeah, this is something that's very important to him. So I like that insight. I just kind of look at it as also where um, that Batman's like, eh, yeah, sure, I'm, I, I kind of mentor. I mentor when I can, uh, but I'm, I don't want to you know, uh, get out of the game completely. I, I'm too much of a control freak to get out of the game. I'm not going to leave things just to the um, um, what was what's the word? Proteges. I'm not going to leave it just to the proteges. I've still got to keep my hands in it because you know I'm Batman. So. Now, is it? <laughs> he, but he doesn't say it. But he doesn't come out and say it. But we all know that's what it is. is he it, can't. He can't let go of the control. Here's my question: Is it irony? Like, did Wade plan this, or was it just accidental irony? That this is coming about at the same time as Batman R.I.P. Where in a few months, <laughs> he will That's be gone. That's a great question. That's and somebody really else will question. be Batman. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a really good question. But, you know, and Batman R.I.P. is such a big deal that he had to have been kept in the loop editorially, if nothing else. Um, so he had, I mean, to, he had to have known this was coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would think so, but I don't know how much they talked to him about it. Right. But, you know, the fact that he's that he doesn't have actually Batman kind of concede outright to or even like want to talk about it. You could read both ways as a he doesn't want to talk about it because, you know, he doesn't really want to hand over the reins to the protégés or he doesn't want to talk about it because things are going to happen. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, he doesn't want to face it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that might be more it he doesn't want to face it but you could go it, it could go it can go both ways because we are not given the insight into what's going on in his head yeah. we don't I mean, really find out i mean because just yeah and like we don't know what's going on behind the scenes at dc i mean just because wade's doing this brave and the bold series with batman in it a lot it's still yes. not 
worrying about the continuity of the regular Batman series, so they might not be worried about telling him, hey, you got to do this, because they're like, yeah, whatever. It all takes place before. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Right. So let him do whatever he's going to do. We'll worry about it later. So (laughs) he might, you know, it might just be, you know, accidental irony, but it's still there. That's always a fun thing to see, you know. But it is fun to see. It's fun for us as fans. It's fun for us as fans. It's fun to see those accidental things. Where they don't mm-hmm. might not realize it at the time, but it's because mm-hmm. of when it comes out. It's like, oh, but what about this? It's like, oh, that kind of works still. Oh, serendipity is one of my favorite words, and it happens in comics all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get our feedback done real quick, and then we'll get back to our conversation with Tim. Feedback this time is for episode 174, Am I Not Galactus? Sorry, that came out wrong. Am I Not Galactus. It's better. Wilderness Years Part 15 with Ren Chandler. On Facebook, the post about this episode got likes and shares from Magazines and Monsters, Clinton Robinson, and Derek William Crabb. On Twitter, we got likes and retweets from Julia Raul, Super Turbo, Alan Sharp, Viet Win, Ed Moore, Comics Over Time Podcast, Capes and Lunatics Podcast Network, Chris Lydon, Jason Snick Venable, and Anti-Wife Equation. And on Tumblr, the post about the episode was liked by EVP Blog and You Shall Be Newt. Now, as usual, this is where you can hear more from me. You can hear me mostly every week on the L-E-G-I-O-M-P-O-D-Cast. And on that show, which you can find in the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed, links in the show notes, we talk about, well, we used to talk about the late 80s, early 90s DC comic sci-fi series Legion, but now we're talking about the spin-off series Rebels 94 and just plain old Rebels, which is where we're at now. So go listen over there. Also, one of our more recent episodes about two weeks ago for LEGIOMPODcast is part of the JLMA crossover, just like this episode is. So on that one, we covered issue four of Brave and the Bold, featuring Supergirl and the main man Lobo. So if you want more JLMA, JLMA action, go follow it there. And this is the part now where I will tell you where you can like and share this show or send me an email so you can have your name said on the show and have your ego stroked. So first of all, email resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Facebook, just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the search box. We will pop up. On Tumblr, we're resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. And on Twitter, we are at AdamThanosPod. Right? Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that. Yes, at Adam Thanos Pod. I would know this by now. Finally, this show is part of The Collective. The Collective was started by a few like-minded podcasters who wanted to network in the most traditional sense. It has become a repository for ideas, crossovers, and potential guest appearances, and you are going to hear a promo for one of the other Collective shows right now. Hi, I'm Pax. And I'm Abigail. Welcome to Ghost Spider Groupies, a podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth-65, also known as Spider-Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. Right now, we are reading through Gwen's main solo series. Each week, we break down a new arc and discuss our and the listeners' thoughts. Tune into each episode and come on this journey through the characters' history with us, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, well... This was definitely a fun issue. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. It was a delight to uh, when I when we read it and you uh, proposed ha- uh, 
getting together to cover this one. It's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. I was all on board. Now, so just in case anyone wants to follow the crossover and go to the next issue, the next issue is Brave and the Bull, well, 14, obviously, featuring Dead Man and Green Arrow. And you can find that on the uh, Coffee and Comics feed. Excellent. So With Clinton Robeson. Yep. And, yeah, so I'll have a... I don't know whether the episode will be out before I finish editing this or not, but I, at the very least, I'll have a link in the in the show notes for Coffee and Comics itself. So you can just keep checking that until the episode's out. But yeah, there's a lot of shows doing this. And just in case you <laughs> want to go back to the beginning, and the link will be in there, but Overlook Dark Knight will be starting this whole thing off. Lots of good podcasts to listen to this month. Yeah. In fact, we're going to be on a couple of them. Yeah. And lots of good comics. Oh, yeah. This, this Brave and the Bold series was really top notch. Oh, I love I read this whole thing as it came out. I didn't. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we should have talked about that. It's like, yeah, that's cool. I, I missed it when it first came out. Um, but, you know, it's been fun to read it. I just read the whole thing. I might as well read the whole thing because I want to know as much as I can about about it and just to uh, appreciate it before the other podcasters record things. So, yeah, it's been a it's a really great series. No, I'm going to reread it, but with with the as they come as the episodes are being done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I bought this book as it came out because I'm sorry, Mark Wade and George Perez doing a series. Yes, please, I was buying it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was a win from the very beginning. All right, well, tell people where else besides the other episodes of the crossovers, which, like I said, there'll be links in the show notes. Where else can people find you? They can find me on this thing that's called the internet. Maybe there you you've go, heard people. of it. Look, look for the internet. Yeah, I, I think it's out there on your computers or something like that. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at TimPrice17. Um, and you also can find my podcast, The Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast on the Right On Network. Uh, oh. If you Google Right On Network or you know go to your favorite podcatcher and search for that or search for... Um, the Huntress podcast, because um, that's the feed that shares all of our shows that are comic related on the right on network. Uh, and I'm also on the Batgirl Cassandra Kane podcast regularly talking about Cassandra Kane. And right now we are continuing our coverage of the new series Batgirls. And we're also starting to ramp up covering Batman and Robin Eternal in the new 52, which heavily features Cassandra Kane. So that's exciting stuff. Oh, there you so go. there's my podcast endeavors. And for the Outcasters, you also can find its Twitter feed at Bat Outcasters. All right. Links for things will be in the show notes, people. So let's I make it easy. All you have to do is click. You are just so on top of these things. Well, future me uh, is. You, you are you are a, a a true master of podcasting, sir. Yeah, uh, exactly. I know how to I know how to delegate everything in the future me. Yeah. See, I said, he sir, be, I said, be, sir. I know. I, was, <laughs> I, was, uh, I heard that. I was, I was saving that for later, just like Jay. I need to get a helmet now. <laughs> With wings. Ooh, yeah, actually, nice. wait, that's a good question. Who has the cooler headgear from the JSA? Flash, Sandman, or Hawkman? Oh, oh Flash, by far. All right, at least we won't have to that's, fight that's about it. That's my vote. That's my vote. That's my vote. Flash by far. 
Well, and what do you think? We're offered them. We don't have to fight them because as much as I love flashes, I really like the Sandman Sam gas mask. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's iconic. There's no doubt about it. It's iconic. Yeah. The nice thing is we don't have to fight over them. We each get. Yeah. One. Yeah. We get. We. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then poor Hawkman doesn't get any love. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the hawk thing is kind of cool. I mean, as long as it's not the one where it looks like an actual bird head with the tongue sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> well, for classic JSA, that's what it was. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's, still, it's, it's better than the mask. Those were those were so creepy back when I was reading the JSA, the all-star comics issues. Oh, my gosh. It was so creepy. Yeah, Let's not go down that path again. No, no, no. 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 Let's wrap Let's, this up. Let's wrap this up. All right, people. Oh. Like I said, go check out the links. Follow the rest of the uh, JLMA for the rest of this month. We, we're, they're going to cover all of this series. So that's pretty cool. Usually it's just like a little story arc. This is actually a whole series. A whole series. It's got, It's amazing. And then follow the links for Tim's episodes. You can follow more with, you know, Batgirls and uh, Batman Robin Eternal. And of course, the Outsiders. And then we'll be back here in about two weeks with the, I have no idea, but something else. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be amazing. Yeah, I have faith. That's future me's problem, not mine. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. God, he hates me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, bye. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.